Trice Talk, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. And I thought I was going to have to play that whole dadgum song there, Dennis Lee, for, for you Ooh. eased in there. Oh, well, sorry about that. I've never even heard the whole thing, but uh, that was Murder on the Dance Floor. Oh, that's groovy. Yeah. Kind of made you want to do a pirouette or something, didn't it? How do you know they're a white, Doss? Uh, what? What's he talking about? <laughs> Who's white? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, talking about my Guatemalanness. I don't know. Welcome, music man. BP Doss. <laughs> I bet you can't spell Guatemalanness. Uh, not tonight. No. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, well, I guess they're, they're still singing in the background there. Let me see if I can uh, get them to hush up. Oh my! All right. Well, <laughs> glad you could join me. <laughs> Not yet, Doss. But, uh, thanks for checking. Drinking, drinking. No, let's see. We don't actually have a drinking day. Uh, um, no, I thought that was you know. I didn't know we had to. I didn't know we had to have a special day for that. I guess we could just you know kind of do that ad lib occasionally. Yeah. Uh, un unscripted. Um, I don't even know where where my booze is actually. <laughs> That's what all alcoholics say. Well, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, well. Anyway, it's. It's uh, Wednesday is the last day of the month. Oh, my gosh. And we're getting ready. Well, you know what tomorrow is, actually, in the next uh, 55 uh, minutes. Thursday? You know what tomorrow is? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a Thursday, day, but the, it's April the Fool's. Day of, the Day of Fools. Oh, yes. 
or Fool's April. Right. Um, and it's it's called it's a uh, Democrat holiday, I think. Uh, I I'm sure that I'm sure all federal offices are closed tomorrow. Yeah, or as they should be. <laughs> they should be closed for a while. Well, so rainy day in Georgia. Yeah, there was a lot of rain today. It flooded out just been just near about that, and then the the hurricane came in after after the rain kind of started going away. Yeah, it's a little nipply. I, I've recorded. I've got it down to about forty five degrees out there right now, Donald Wayne. That's not bad. Right. I, I want a little more cold weather. I'm I'm not ready for seventy five, eighty degrees every day, and then ninety and. 70% humidity. I'm just not looking forward to that whatsoever. No, there'll be plenty of that to go around. Though. But at least it got rid of that yellow plague that was on my vehicles today when uh, all the rain. So I don't, I don't it, have to worry about washing it. It'll be back this afternoon. Don't you worry. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, BP. Oh, my. Uh, I just saw that picture of Biden's dog before uh, started the show, BP. So that that was that was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to read it twice to make sure I was reading it the right way. I didn't know it was. <laughs> uh, this is supposed to be Wacky Wednesday, but Dennis Lee, I can tell you that I'm I'm basically fit to be tied or tied to be fit. Uh, uh, well, just as long as we don't have to see it, that's all I ask. I know. Aren't, aren't we so lucky that we don't have video yet? So anybody has to endure the facial contortions and and the um, hand gestures that we do while we're talking about some of these subjects. Indeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you, John? I don't know. What's that? <laughs> what? Oh, John was asking if he said nipple. Right? Oh, yeah. We're allowed to say that one on, on TriStar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, in fact, that's we say that the, quite often. It, yeah, it's it, not one of the banned words. So, If if we can say Uranus all the time on, on this show, we ought Whoa, to be able to say Don nipple. Wayne, this, it's a family show. <laughs> well, it's a planet. You know, that's what you oh, tell well, me. That, well, it, well, it is. I didn't make it up. I know you do, but you certainly enjoy it. Oh, uh, well, it's a fabulous thing. Um. <laughs> and, <laughs> it is Wednesday, Jess. It is. Oh, yeah. Lucky Wednesday. But, but we're not, you know, we're actually, uh, I'm, oh, that's those people still wanting to dance. What is this thing flashing me for? Um, oh. Uh, I thought I put them to bed. So, um, you got anything funny to say before I get into a rant here? Cause we don't usually rant on Wednesdays, but I, I hate, I hate to warn you. I've, I've got no, a couple. Just, yeah. Just go ahead and jump right into it. Donald Blaine. I mean, um, don't hold back. Don't hold back. I don't have anybody to hold me back. I'm up here by myself. Probably should tie myself to the chair or something. I don't know. Did you get a chance to watch any news today, Dennis Lee? Did you see any news no, stories? No, I didn't. I didn't see much news today. I have to take breaks from that here and there. Uh, I would like to, but you know, I usually have it on when I'm working on notes for the show and stuff. And 
I probably shouldn't do that because one, if I see something up there I'm interested in, it distracts me. But um, then I always tend to see these stories that, that drive me up a wall. There was a video on tonight that I saw not long ago. It was actually during, I had Sean Hannity on while I was working on some notes. And I, I look up and I see this video of this man is kicking a woman on a sidewalk in New York City. Um, the first time I see it, he's, he's kicking her in the face and a little woman, and he's a big guy. So they play it again and they kind of tell the story, but, um, anyway, the, the, the first shot of this guy, he was walking down the street and it must've been a, a security camera on some building and you see him walking by casually and he's fairly big. I mean, he, he could, he could easily play football, um, and then the next time you see him, it's it's a video from it looks like it's in maybe a security camera in a retail store or something, because you can you can see part of the store and it's aimed towards the front door, which which makes me think it was a security camera. And there's a, a big guy standing by the door. And then out on the sidewalk, you see this big guy. Uh, you see her. This little woman's approaching him on the sidewalk. He. I don't know. I think he pushes her down with his foot or something. Anyway, he does something to knock her down backwards. Then he walks up to her while she's on the sidewalk. He kicks her in the face with his foot. And then he, he, you know, leans back and then kicks her again. So I know he kicked her at least twice. There may have been more. What well, the hell's wrong with people? Uh, well, it's, it's not, it's, I'm not done. So there's this, asshole standing by the door of this store he's a big guy and everybody that i see in this picture is big except this poor little woman so this guy standing at the door of this shop he's looking out at the sidewalk he couldn't be more than uh yeah i'm not good at distance maybe 10 feet you know because it's the front door to the shop and he's he's looking at this going on where this guy's kicked this woman down and he's kicking her in the face and he's not moving um, so after the guy gets, is finished kicking this poor little woman, uh, he starts to walk. I think he's starting to walk across the street. Another guy walks into the frame of the video, um, and he reaches his hand up on the front door and he starts to pull the door closed. Now that, and then the video shuts off. You don't see anything else. Uh, I did see a third guy in the shop walk into the frame before they actually turned the video off. So there was at least three men in this shop looking out at this woman being assaulted by this big guy. So they evidently know who this is. They've either arrested him or uh, they can tell by the video who he is because they identified him as someone that has just recently gotten out of prison for stabbing his mother to death. So, um, I don't, I don't know how long he was in prison. It seemed like it was in the two thousands when he, when he committed the crime. Um, so they know who he is. They're going to charge him with a hate crime. And the woman that he knocked down was a little 65 year old Asian woman. So they're going to charge him with a hate crime. Uh, let me buzz Eric in here and I'll, I'll finish, finish my thing. So, Hey, Eric. Good evening, gentlemen, and happy hump day, everybody. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I just put two calendar days down in the chat for you and, and Dennis to go ahead and screenshot like 
but I imagine you, you'll probably tackle them like tomorrow, if not tonight. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, they, they, um, they've identified the guy. I don't know if they've arrested him or not yet, but so they're going to charge him with a hate crime because she is a, an Asian woman. And, um, it's, uh, I think I saw just before I started, I looked up and they were talking about mayor de Blasio. I swear they were, bl- that bl- de Blasio was blaming this on Trump starting this thing about, you know, the hatred of Asian people last year. Or so, um, but I mean, this, if you see the video and you see him kicking her in the face and she's probably about a third of the weight that he is, it just, it, you know, and then did these, they, did they these, even say why the hell he was doing it in the first place? Well, no, it, a, it, it, it may have happened today. Hmm. may have happened today. He's probably just, I mean, you know, the, anybody that's going to stab their mother to death and we wonder if he's got issues. Now, uh, what in the freak is he doing walking out on the streets if he stabbed his mother to death? Do you I, think that they were going to reform him? I, killing his I own mother? Know. I, you, know, it, it, you know, there may be some circumstances around that. May, maybe she was, I don't know, maybe she was abusive or whatever. There had to be a reason they let him out after murdering someone anyone it doesn't matter whether it's your mother or not but um and then you go around and and then this is what you do you you you, but this seems to happen a lot in new york city i don't see why in the hell anybody would live in new york city and i used to think that would be a neat place to visit well actually i did spend 45 minutes there (laughs) a few years ago lost driving trying to get the hell out of there and And it's 45 uh, minutes too long there don't uh well i'm it's surprised that i made it out alive because everybody was looking at me they knew i was not from there but you ain't uh, from around here are you no i ain't from around here at all but it's it's just it's disgusting it's sad it just makes me think that what is wrong with these people in new york city and and why did these three guys one guy, I can see that people would be afraid of, of this guy might have a gun or a knife or something. And, you know, they may they may fear for their own life. But if there was three big ass guys in that store and and the guy was going to close the door with the woman laying on the sidewalk. Now, she was moving. But uh, what is wrong with people? What I, 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 I can't even I scratch my head and I can't even figure out. There's no logical explanation to that. And I hope whatever judge let this guy out, get some flack from it. But then yeah, for yeah. de Blasio to go in there and say, well, you know, you know, Asian people had to be fearful because Donald Trump started all this hatred towards them last year. So, so I guess they're not lobotomizing people anymore. What a shame. <laughs> well, um, I, I, you know, and I, I wouldn't doubt that this guy doesn't use the defense that, uh, uh, you know, he's just doing what Trump told everybody to do last year. Well, yeah, I'm sure. He, he's he's Trump sowed that lawyer. seed last year, and so people feel obliged to go out there and assault people. It's just... Nice. Well, you know, uh, the next little thing I got here might help out situations like that in New York. I mean, um, you know, that uh, cannabis legalization in New York gets one pot ETF much higher than the rest. Uh, it literally. gets what? Um, 
<clears throat> exchange, an ETF, I had to look it up. An ETF is an exchange-traded fund. Um, so you know that they're working, they're just about done passing, uh, making it legal to have to smoke recreational marijuana in New York. Um, they need it. Well, they do, and it might, you know, curb a lot of that. Might chill that guy out. Yeah, well, I mean, geez, somebody needs to beat his ass. Um, yeah, those three guys in the store. Exactly. But this article says that uh, the cannabis exchange traded funds are all benefiting from news that pot is now legal in New York State, but while some are merely lighting a cele- celebratory spliff. Uh, I don't think that they meant to say that. Somebody have to check and see if spliff is a real word. Um, retail investors are hope, are helping one ETF break out the bong. Um, <laughs> so they're all they're all over themselves about uh, getting high as a kite up there in New York. Pot stocks across the board were up Wednesday after New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signed legislation immediately legalizing cannabis for recreational use in the empire state. So yeah. Okay. Well, I knew that they were halfway there. So it looks like they're all the way. You can get as high as you want. Um, but, uh, advisor shares pure U S cannabis ETF stood out from the pack surging nearly 8%. And I knew it <clears throat> when, you know, when you're looking at, I don't know if anybody plays the stock market, but, um, I, you know, if you look at what, is the most you can get for cheap right now. Pot stock is actually pretty cheap. And the more um, places that legalize it, I'm wondering if that's going to drive prices up, like this little story is saying here. Um, but the, they said a key force in Wednesday's action was retail interest in MSOS, reflected in the monster trading volume on the ETF, which again is the exchange traded fund. Uh, which was well over its daily average average and significantly higher, <laughs> no pun intended, no pun. than the sector. Um, and there were more immediate indicators. You can't trade the Canadian weed stocks. Uh, one user posted on a Reddit uh, Wall Street bets, MSOS is the only way to play today. Um uh, MSOS looks uh, looks they're directly invested in U.S. plant touching businesses. Um, explain Matt Carnes, which he should be able to explain that a little better because I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Founder of cannabis centric firm Green Waves Advisors, they really have a synthetic return, but that still likely still attracts the retail crowd. Like you know, totally. Um, State legalizations are almost always a boon to the cannabis market, but the lack of federal legalization in the U.S. has been a complicating factor for investors looking to monetize the spreading availability of THC. But again, um, if you look on this, on the, um, if you're looking for stocks and you see the different, I think there's like four or five different cannabis stocks, and they're like. There was just pennies um, right now, but um, yeah, uh, some of the most heavily traded pot stocks like Aurora Cannabis and Canopy Growth now trade on the 
New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ, but they were only allowed to do so after going public in their native Canada and then using an acquisition or a special application process that proves they're not operating in the U.S. So it's still still tricky because it's not federally um, legalized. It's only being legalized per state. Um, because it says because of the paucity of the big uh, tradable pot stocks operating inside the 50 states, the cannabis market has been extremely volatile and speculative, relying on a lot on the aforementioned Aurora Canopy or fellow Canadian grower Tilray for the ETF sector. Um, I think someone just lit up. Uh, and uh, the situation <laughs> has created similar-looking baskets of Canadian-based equities that are not immediately impacted by state-to-state legalizations. So, um, yeah, um, New York is, is firing it up and, um, you know, trying to be like Colorado, Chestuck. I mean, really. So uh, it- and- in California, I wonder, is California, is it recreational or is this medicinal in California? All out. <laughs> All out legal. Oh, well. And, yeah. and people are leaving well, California? <laughs> well, they're just taking it with them. That's all. <laughs> I mean, you know, Texas will be the next one to go. So I wonder if they've ever done a study and, and, and determine whether people that are, are uh, you know, uh, high using pot, if they commit murders or, you know, if they do any serious crimes, I guess I should do what I'm trying. If they to do any serious for. crimes or will they say it because they were high on weed? Well, I mean, if they even do crimes you know, while they're high on marijuana is, is I wonder if they've ever done a study. Cause you know, you, you typically expect people to be pretty mellow and uh, you know, yeah, they might, they know might rob that. a Burger King or something, you know, or Taco know Bell. You know, back going, going back in the time machine, Donald Wayne to the <laughs> high school days of individuals that I knew. <laughs> um, they, uh, I, I've never, you know, I've never heard them articulate. Anything about committing a crime or choking someone out, um, it was more over like, man, I, I mean, I need something to drink or I need to, you know, can we, yeah. let's go get a burger. I've never know? even seen people fight, you know, when, when they were high. So no, I just I wondered mean, if they'd ever done an actual study to determine whether people have any uh, propensity for violence you know, right. at all. Well, it, and Jess Duck is right. Driving slow. It's like, man, you're going so fast. And the <laughs> speedometers are like 20. You have to go 40 or you can get a ticket. Um, so I, my advice is if you do get high, you probably need to be in a park or in your own home, but don't operate any heavy machinery because then you could injure somebody. And that would probably be the only way. I don't think anybody uh, conjures up any diabolical plans while they're severely high. Um, it could be, uh, yeah, steal a bag of chips. Yeah. 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 Something, you know, something like yeah. that just cause they're hungry and they don't have any money. Right. But, uh, yeah. I just, I, mean, cooking, I was just a, cooking the neighbor's dog or cat or something. Cause they have no groceries. I don't know. 
Well, maybe if they legalize it across the country, then, you know, maybe it'll cut down on some of this anger issues people have, you know? So why so angry? Yeah. <laughs> why so serious? Um, but, you know, of course, driving while you're high in Georgia is just, just as uh, same penalties as if you're driving while intoxicated. So, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a, not a good thing. Stay home. <laughs> Enjoy the That's music right. and, yeah. and the food in the refrigerator or get your food before. So you're stocked and you don't have to get out and get those French fries. <laughs> well, you know, That's I, what they was, have Uber for, people. That, Uber, it was, DoorDash. It was funny. Well, it wasn't really funny. I was reading this. Other, I haven't read anything today that really didn't piss me off. But there, there was an article about Illinois, and I think it's Evanston. Evanston, Illinois, I believe they're a city that there's, they've set aside uh, right now, $400,000 for reparations. And uh, that's not really the purpose of me uh, bringing this up because that's another show, but part of what they're going to use to pay for reparations that they intend to give out is a 3% sales tax on marijuana sales in the state. So I guess it's, it must be legal in Illinois now as well. Um, so they're, they're going to use tax money for reparations in Illinois. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I think they're probably going to need more than 3%, uh, to fund, you know, the, what I was reading, but mm. that's just, I guess if people figure out, you know, that's see, that's, that's what we needed in this country. You need a financial reason <laughs> to legalize marijuana. You know, it's always well, they been make a lot more. I mean, they're going. You know, if they look, they want to tax something, and and uh, for these, uh, you know, the the second round of the shovel ready jobs and all this Green New Deal. Well, why not get it from the greenest source of all, and just tax <laughs> the hell out of uh, out of pot, and there's your money right there. You don't. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, or whatever. If you're buying pot. You're paying fifty percent tax. So, well, it's it's a, it's the same issue that it, it was with uh, legalizing uh, the lottery in a lot of these states. I know in Georgia, you know, they fought it for years, but then some people scratched their head and said, "Hey, we can make money off of this, and we'll use the the excuse that we're going to, you know, a lot of that money is going to go towards education grants and and." Um, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but anyway, they found a r reason that they can make money out of it and use it for things they want to. So then it became okay to have, you know, gambling in Georgia. And I, I have no doubt that eventually that Atlanta is going to go ahead and, uh, uh, especially if the Democrats keep, uh, moving in here that they'll have legalized, uh, they'll have casinos in Atlanta in the next 10 years. Or less. Oh yeah, that'll make downtown Atlanta a joy to go to. <laughs> be, be so much safer oh, than yeah. it is now. See it now. Um, but yeah, that's 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 interesting. Um, okay, well, and check my pulse. <laughs> check, see if it's down to normal here. Uh, I guess I can do something that isn't quite as stressful, huh? Yeah, that'd be nice. Everything. Is there anything that's not bizarre about our government today? Not really. Um, I mean, it's just 
you know, you, you can, you can, uh, <laughs> throw a dart up in the air and anything it lands on, it's going to land on something bizarre that our government does. But so, um, I found this article by Laura Kane. I'm not sure what the, I think it was in USA Today, if I'm not mistaken, but it's about bizarre things that the government actually has the power to do that we may not pay attention to. Now, some of these I, I had heard and, and some of them I didn't include because, um, <laughs> you know, people do know about them. But uh, this first one, especially, I'm sure most people know that the government can actually force you to sell your home or your property uh, to them. And they use the, you know, the term eminent domain, which is for the good of the people uh, to take your property from you for a, you know, what they call a reasonable price, but it's never a market price. Mm. Uh, so, you know, they can do that. And it's happened a few times uh, in the news here in Atlanta area since I've been here. Uh, because they wanted to build a highway or they wanted to, they were trying to do a development project. And, and this one guy had a house and they said, no, we got to, we got to have a road come through here. So you have to sell your house, but they have the right to do that. And that's actually, it's part of the takings clause, which is the very last sentence in the fifth amendment to the constitution. So, um, which is an odd one to put it in there with, but, uh, yeah, so uh -oh. they have the right to do hey, that. Thanks hmm? for uh, giving us the clap there, Mike. I appreciate that. Hey, thanks, Mike. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> uh, the government also has the right to take your things without compensation. Um, civil assets forfeiture law allows the police to seize your personal property and never give it back. They, they just have to show reason to believe that that piece of property was involved in the commission of a crime and they can take it away from you forever. Even if the person ends up not being convicted of the crime that they were accused of. Jeez. Uh, in 2013, police in Indiana took a man's $41,000 Land Rover after he pleaded guilty to selling uh, less than $400 worth of drugs. And, um, and he never got his Land Rover back. I don't, I don't think that he did any time, but, um, uh, they kept his Land Rover and I guess they sold it. And I know, I know Marietta is real proud of the, the seizures that they do here because you'll see cars all the time that have been taken off of drug dealers here. But, um, this guy has actually taken the, the case to the Supreme court. Of course, this happened in 2013. Was that 11 years ago? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so that Land Rover probably won't be worth as much today as if he if he gets it back. Um, what a mess. There's also a law that allows them to search your trash. Law enforcement is permitted to search your trash even before it gets uh, taken by the sanitation workers. Once you put your trash out on the street for it to be picked up, then it's considered fair game because uh, they cite a 1988 case where the Supreme Court decided that garbage placed by the curb isn't covered under the Fourth Amendment, you know, protection from unreasonable search and seizure. Since animals, kids, and snoops, what is snoops? Snoops. I don't know what that is. Kids. Uh, that's a rare. It's a. It's a rare animal snoops. that actually steals mail. Or is, or are we talking just, about Snoop Dogg? 
They just uh, uncovered those a couple of years ago. Anyway, animals, kids, and whatever snoops are can easily sift through your trash. Um, So the Supreme Court doesn't require police departments to get a warrant to look through your trash. Now, if you had it sitting in your garage, uh, you know, it'd be protected, but not not on the curb. Um, You know, there's a law that stops you from starting your car. They can stop you from starting your car. Starting your car. Yeah. Where at? Here? (laughs) Well, here in Georgia, for one. Uh, If you've been convicted of DUI, you could be required to install in your car a device that tests your blood alcohol concentration before it allows you to start the engine. I actually Uh, know somebody had to do that. Yeah, Um, I had a friend of mine that had one of those. (laughs) When you want to drive, you first have to blow into this device and it tests your blood alcohol level. And uh, Uh, But you can get anybody to blow that, you know, especially if you pay them down on lane. Well, yeah, but that's that's a crime in itself. So you well, know. it is. But I mean, who knows that they blew you? So. <laughs> I knew when I brought when I had this one. I said Dennis Lee is going to mess it up. Uh, so I'm going to move away from that one. Um, there's even a law that makes you makes it very hard for you to go out of business. <laughs> now I know in Georgia. If say if I want to close my business, I have to pay the state to close my business, but it's it's not a huge amount of money. So um, you know, one of these days, of course, somebody told me I had my accountant said, "Well, just don't ever close it, just keep it open." Well, if I don't if I don't close it, then I got to pay a fee to to you know I got to pay the state every year uh, to keep it open as well. So they got me coming and going. But um, every state has at least one crazy law that you can't even uh, believe on that it's on the books. And uh, that's because the Constitution grants states power to make laws as they see fit, provided that law doesn't uh, violate the Constitution. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, they make it expensive. That's one of the states that that charges you a lot for trying to close your business. Expensive and complicated. You have to purchase a pricey license, submit a huge pile of paperwork, plus pay a fee uh, so that you can close your business in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It sounds like it's probably worse than it is here in Georgia. Um, I wonder if they'll charge me a fee if something happened to me and if... (laughs) And, and well, there wouldn't be anybody to run the business, so it'd have to close. I mean, what do you, what do you mean? I'd just, I, you know, if maybe if I decided to go to an island or something, I don't know. Uh, um, the next item is there's laws on the books that can jail a parent if a kid misses school. Oh, yeah. Um, and Maryland, the state, has the power to put parents in jail if their child misses school. Uh, it's known as the truancy law of Maryland. The um, guardian can't be blamed if a hooky, hooky playing teen, <laughs> hooky, <laughs> a hookah, if a hooky a playing hooker. teen is 16 years or older. So if they're 16, you know, you, you're not in trouble. But if they're younger than 16, um, yeah, they can put you in, they can put you in jail. I, it, I wonder how often that would be used. Uh, that kid would probably have to leave home if I went to jail because they skipped school and I didn't know about it. Mm. So 
That's just some of them. Like I said, there, there's a lot on the books that probably people have heard of before, but, um, you know, you've done that before with some of the crazy state laws and it's, it's ridiculous why they have these things on the books. Uh, I, you know, laws that are, have been outdated for, for 50 or a hundred years. Right. And, uh, they just leave them on there. It's like, well, maybe we might need it someday. So, well, you know, you never know. Um, <laughs> well, you know, go from, from odd laws that, uh, you know, to brown gold. Um, did you know there was such a thing as brown gold? Uh, it's a story from the Washington Post that Todd Frankel did about uh, the brown gold that falls from pine trees in North Carolina. Oh, you, um, it's a pine straw? That's brown gold? Yeah, that's brown gold. There's a saying among some farmers in the Carolina Sandhills. A man would have to be a fool to cut down a longleaf pine. Um, I've never heard that, but I have. I have seen these um, pine farms before. Um, said it's not because the gangly limb tree is particularly beautiful, and it's you know it, it looks like it would be um, good wood or good timber to cut down, but the t- the pine doesn't have a magnolia's flower or an oak's shade, it says, and it has nothing to do with the endangered red cockad... Uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the endangered red cockadid woodpecker that calls the tree its home. Um, have you ever heard of a cockadid, Donald Wayne? I heard of cockadoo. <laughs> well, indeed. Cockadoo wish, have. but I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't heard of the, that one. The, long, the longleaf pine's most obvious attribute is its strong, straight timber, perfect for utility poles. Um, but the reason that the longleaf pines are prized around in that part of the Carolinas is their needles. Um, the drop needles are in such demand that a lucrative business has grown up around raking, bailing, and selling them to landscapers and homeowners as mulch. And I was going to think, you know, just scattering it out as pine straw, but <clears throat> uh, there's three varieties of pine needles that are farmed, uh, but the discarded debris of a longleaf pine is the most sought after and fetches the best price, you know, um, because of its unusual length. And high resin content sounds like the New York article again, uh, making it an attractive water retaining ground cover for gardens. Some even call it brown gold. And like anything valuable, just uh, left just lying on the ground, theft is a problem. <laughs> really, really. Um, that's Wouldn't why you like to go Car- to jail for that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can in North Carolina. It's a felony. A felony to steal pine needles. Um, So, you know, you want to go and round some up to to throw around in the bushes in the front yard? You better make sure you pay for them in North Carolina. Um, It's a case of one man's trash being another man's treasure. And in this case, generating an estimated $200 million in annual sales across the southeast. Can you believe that? $200 $200 million yeah, I, for pine straw? I, I, I got in the wrong business. <laughs> I, I mean, really? Just, 
<laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> well, you know, there used to be a, a, a KOA campground. I don't know if anybody else knows what those are, but they used to be all across the country. Right. Uh, we had one here uh, years ago. I remember that one by the and, behind the McDonald's. Yeah, behind where that McDonald's is, that yeah, that whole go, property. And uh, get uh, the uh, propane down there. Get propane there, but you could right. also go in there and rake up pine straw in in their in their lots for free. I mean, you could take whatever you could haul out. Oh, really? Yeah, because I mean, it was just covered with pine trees, and um, yeah, they allowed people to come in. You just checked into the office and said, "I'm going to go fill up my truck," <laughs> and uh, they allowed you to do it. So. I never well, did. It, it says that the pine straw industry is, as it's known, also helps preserve existing longleaf pine forests and supports the creation of new tree stands out of former tobacco fields and peach orchards. Uh, the bargain does have an ecological cost, though, leaving the pine needles on the ground is ideal. How planting trees can help fight against climate change, but Increasingly, there is support for conservation efforts that acknowledge nature can't be locked away behind museum glass and allowing that some measured uses can offer protection, such as permitting, uh, permitting cattle to graze on prairie lands to keep them open and free and of, of woody vegetation. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> well, I'm sure that's a problem in certain uh, areas. Well, apparently it is. Um it shows a reasonable compromise between exploitive uses and conservation, said old Jeff Marcus, a scientist with the Nature Conservatory who works on the uh, restoration of North Carolina's longleaf pine ecosystem. The ability to profit from pine needles has benefited longleaf pine forests that for decades have been decimated by logging and development. You can only sell timber once. Well, I mean, Mike Wilson there, smart one there. The pine needles come every year. Um, who runs a pine straw operation? Uh, Mike Wilson does. Uh, they're two hours east of Charlotte, and he is making a ton. Um, you, uh, the fate of Oregon's timber industry hangs in the balance. The numbers just work out better, said Terry Bryant, who runs Pine Star Farms in nearby Carthage. He could get $4,000 an acre for clear-cutting his mature longleaf pines for timber, or, he said, he could earn $1,200 an acre collecting pine needles from the same trees every year. So, do the math. I mean, it's far better to keep those trees hanging around. Um, and, and it shows a picture of old old uh, Mr. Wilson there. and said he's 83 years old, started planting longleaf pine on his family farm, said just a few miles from the famed golf courses at Pinehurst Resort in the late 1970s. His father and grandfather grew peaches, but he said to hell with that. They, but the empire, entire crop could be ruined by the slightest changes in weather. They also tried mining sand. I've, I've never heard that, uh, but I guess you <laughs> you you got to get the sand from somewhere. So, um, taking advantage of the region's unusual soil, which it is very sandy there, um, but uh, maybe he just didn't have the sand to do it. 
No, no, that was a joke. I'm sure Mr. Wilson has plenty of sand. Wilson figured he could do better with trees. He now owns more than 750 acres of longleaf pines and leases more, producing up to 170,000 bales of pine straw a year. Jeez, I didn't realize that it was such a lucrative business, Donald Wayne. I was um, in Atlanta. I mean, people spend a lot of money on, you know, I mean, you can really replace your pine straw or, or add to it about four or five times a year here. Uh, we got, I say smart last year and, you know, you can actually buy this. Uh, it's like a spray paint. You can spray paint your, you know, cause the pine straw kind of gets, uh, it fades after it's been out there for a few months. So we go out there and spray it with this spray and it makes it real nice and dark brown again. And, uh, mm-hmm. looks like it's new. Well, he said that, uh, Mr. Wilson said that labor is the biggest problem I have. He said his workers are paid by the bail. It's tough seasonal work, but they can earn $900 a week. Wilson said he recalled one notably efficient worker who pulled in, $1,400 a week bailing pine straw. I mean, I'm sure it does look like hard work, but I mean, $1,400 a week? Well, it's sticky work. Yeah, but I mean, you know, well, there's a lot of sap. You know, a lot of sap, <laughs> and there's a lot of, and there's, uh, you know, pine cones, snakes, I'm sure, Bugs, yeah. spiders, you know. Um, you got to fight off the people who are trying to steal it. Um, yeah, so um, until he came up on, uh, he finally came up on Julio Santiago. Santiago had worked for Wilson for several years. He stood under a thick canopy of longleaf pine shaded from the afternoon heat. Mariachi music played from a cell phone propped up on a nearby limb, surrounded by small hills of brown <laughs> longleaf pine needles. He pushed handfuls into the baler. And his wife stood nearby using a pitchfork to prepare fresh piles for him to bail. Um, each bale is worth just 3 to $5, but a trailer stacked with hundreds of bales is a target for thieves. Wilson said he still reminds his workers not to leave too many bales sitting around overnight. Those damn <laughs> pine straw thieves have just come out of the woodwork, literally. Um yeah, uh, it, it might have helped that, you know, that the pine is also North Carolina's official state tree. So, um, you know, uh, see, that a rash of pine straw thefts more than 20 years ago led Wilson and other pine straw farmers to press for protection. Law enforcement didn't take the theft seriously. They're like, you, you're saying what? Who stole what? Um, but Wilson said... Uh, um, theft of personal property valued at less than a thousand dollars was a misdemeanor, but the pine straw farmers eventually persuaded state legislators to make it a felony to steal any amount of pine straw. So, I mean, I don't care if you got a pocket full, that's a felony. Um, well, well, here's the thing I mean, you, you'd have to you'd have to have a tractor trailer in order to get enough pine straw to make it worth, <laughs> worth your trip, you know, if you're gonna steal it you know uh, right um, then you certainly go to jail but yeah it because you can't i can get maybe i think the most i've ever gotten in the back bed of my truck and it's only a six foot bed is like 
16 bales, maybe 20, you know, if I tie it down real good. So, you know, you, and that's, I think I pay $3 a bale. So, you know, that's not a lot of money. You'd really have to hoof it, make a lot of trips wow. to uh, pay for a vacation or something. Well, I mean, you know, uh, and just, it's just a, a word of warning. Um, if you go to North Carolina and you're tempted to, you know, collect some pine straw for a souvenir, it's a felony, y'all. Um, you want to be the one to tell the people, the other inmates in the cell while you're there? <laughs> oh, you know, I murdered somebody. That's yeah, going to be the story. I, murdered, <laughs> I mean, his name was Tree. I, they, I don't know why they nicknamed him Tree. He was really tall. But yeah, I killed him. We're killed bad. Him We're, We're bad. bad. We're bad. Um, um, <laughs> I think, yeah, North Carolina has more pine trees than Georgia. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, I like North Carolina actually. It's nice. I, I've seen pine tree farms in Georgia too. I oh yeah. I don't see them that often. Yeah. I mean, but there's, I think we have more farmland here actually, you know, especially the further South you go, but North Carolina's heavily forested. Hmm. Okay. But, well, uh, my little little pine straw story. So you go from marijuana to pine straw. Well, all right. Well, I mean, you know, you're on you're on the ecolo- ecological trip. Yeah, uh, it's all, all natural, Donald. Yeah, Wayne, one one little ditty. Uh, you know, <laughs> bad thing about pine trees is they do not contribute. To, uh, they do not absorb as much CO two as um, as uh, regular leaf trees. Yeah. You know, so gang, you know, they're just not, they don't have what it takes to just so Did you good. say they're gangly? Is that what you said? I was about to say that, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go to, um, and like I said, you've done some of these before in the past, Dennis Lee. Some things you won't believe are banned in the U.S. Oh, wow. Um, some of these stupid laws that are on the books in various states. And this is taken from Reader's Digest. I'm not sure where you got yours the last time, but this is uh, from Laura Kahn and Isabel Roy. Oh. I'm going to start with Alaska. North one of my favorite, favorite places. In Alaska, it's illegal to enter a bar if you're already intoxicated. Um, oh, really? Yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah. And in, in, in the municipality of Nome, Alaska, it's also illegal to carry a bow and arrow. <laughs> Generally speaking, you can't carry a bow and arrow around with you when you're inside the city limits of Nome, Alaska. I don't know why you would necessarily, but it's, it's on the books, even though it's, it's uh, legal to hunt with a bow and arrow in the state of Alaska. So. Oh, they must have. It must have been a problem when they had to put that on the books. They're like, if you look, if we don't get this law on the books, it's going to continue to happen, Ralph. Can you see uh, people squaring off in the street with both of them have bows and arrows, and they're? <laughs> uh, well, I can I can tell you, I'd be a goner because I I was never very good with a bow and arrow. But I wasn't either. <laughs> I hit everything except the target. In Arizona, it's illegal. <laughs> I don't think that you've done this one in Arizona. It's illegal to hunt camels. Um, okay. 
Um, <laughs> while, while camels are not exactly native to the state, uh, <laughs> priests, and it makes me think that there's camels running around in Arizona, but uh, I've been there a couple of times. I never did see one. But before the Civil War, the U.S. Army experimented <laughs> experimented with camels in the desert. Um, doing what? I it didn't say, but uh, <laughs> eventually giving up the project. The remaining well, camels were set free and are still protected to this day. So they must not have uh, reproduced in very large numbers because I... So, <laughs> Hmm? There's a group of wild camels in Arizona, it's, you're saying? It says, well, why would you have a law to protect them if they didn't have camels in Arizona? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And this one's for Jess Duck. I don't know if she's aware of this one, but in Colorado, in uh, the city limits of Alamosa, it's illegal to throw missiles at cars within the city limits. I don't, oh. they don't. They don't say what kind of missiles, but I, I don't know yeah, what kind of missiles. You never want to throw a missile, Donald Wayne. You'll burn your hand. Um, you know, yeah, I've known you, people you try to, to throw, run away. throw those rockets, you know, that you're supposed to set in a bottle. And right. they love to throw them. And, you know, if you get a short fuse, you're in trouble. But for whatever reason, it's illegal to throw missiles in Alamosa, Colorado. Hmm. Um, in Connecticut, do we know anybody in Connecticut? Um, uh, I think there's a few listeners in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, DeVito's in, uh, Boston, right? So, okay. Right. All right. So in Connecticut, Connecticut, it's illegal for a man to kiss <laughs> his wife on Sundays in Hartford. Uh, on Sunday in Hartford, huh? In, in Hartford, Connecticut, it's illegal well, for he, a man he, to kiss he, his wife on, but it doesn't say about if it's not his wife, it just says his wife. Well, you know, and I always wonder about those weird laws. Why they actually had to make the law in the first place? What was the actual reason? What was going law? on? Maybe there was a what lot was of kissing in church or something. Or there was more kissing going on and less people going to church. I don't know, Donald <laughs> Wayne. Uh, well, into that. It, it, the law is on the books, but they say that uh, no one's been prosecuted for that in years. So. Hmm. Now, I don't know if you did this one in Georgia. I know you did something on Georgia a few months ago. So, um, but, and the only reason I, I'm doing this one, it's the only one in there for Georgia, but it's because it's close to home. It's illegal to buy sex toys in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Did you do I that? Think I, I think I did do that. I yeah, think see, um, I've heard news reports about that too. Yeah, well, like the Tokyo Valentino it? store on Cheshire Bridge Road. I think they were wanting to try to open a Sandy Springs location, but Sandy Springs said no. Well, the funny yeah. thing is, and the only reason I did this one is, is because there's been a shop, a sex shop on Roswell Road in Sandy Springs uh, for 20 years at least. It's still there. Unless now, Sandy Springs they, is trying to get that shut down. Well, I think they had yeah. tried, but I think it was grandfathered in because yeah, they, they have grandfather Sandy protection. Spring. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but, oh, the dirty grandfather protection. They're probably selling the stuff out the back door too. So. <laughs> right. Um, but, but here's the thing. Whoops. Here's the thing. I don't remember whether you said this when you did it or not, Dennis Lee. But uh, I'm not going to go through the the description of what the toys are. But it says here there's there's a. Uh, an exception to the rule 
if the buyer has a bona fide reason, uh, well, well, (laughs) no pun intended. No, no, I was waiting for you to say that. Uh, (laughs) If if you're, if you're buying it for medical reasons, Uh, scientific reasons, educational reasons. Oh, well, uh, you know, legislative reasons. I'm not quite sure what that one would be. Uh, legislative reasons. That's what it says. Maybe if well, you needed a new gavel, we thought we'd play a prank on the old judge. Um, judicial reasons <laughs> for a law enforcement purpose, then they are allowed to sell those toys. Oh my! Uh, but this 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 sex shop in Sandy Springs is is probably I would say within walking distance of City Hall. So that's I thought that was a hoot that that. And then yeah, those exceptions I, to the rule. I would like to hear those explanations when they're caught for uh, the, to explain that they're for educational reasons. Well, so. sure. I mean, just like you better have glaucoma. Well, I do. Well, that's uh, the same way with these things. And you know that you can buy missiles from those uh, shops as well. So um, you be careful. What? Uh, be careful. Well, you know, anything can be declared a missile, Donald Wayne. Okay, uh, I don't even want to know some of the objects that they I, have there in that store. Okay. So. I, I <laughs> I'm thinking of this scene in, in Naked Gun where he and Thornburg go in in one of those shops. Oh yeah, uh, you remember that scene? Yeah, that yeah. was that was a hoot. Okay, in Idaho, let's get out of Georgia in Idaho. Idaho, <laughs> well, Idaho. They did that in that sex shop, actually, Donald Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was a Freudian slip. Uh, I need some water. Wait a minute. Um, in Idaho, it's illegal to be <laughs> in the same house as someone who is smoking pot. Uh, oh. If you if you're caught on the premises where marijuana is being used, you can be fined up to three hundred dollars and sentenced up to ninety days in jail or both. Well, somebody better make sure Robert knows the laws around there. Um, So, yeah, you better make sure you know who's staying in your house. People Um, smoking out a potato. In Illinois, it's illegal to wear saggy pants, not baggy pants, but saggy pants in Collinsville, Illinois, and has been since 2011. Pants must be secured at the waist to prevent the pants from falling more than Three inches below the hop, hops, hips, hips, <laughs> thereby, thereby causing exposure to the person or the person's undergarments. I, I, I'm, I support that law 100%. Uh, the fine is $100 no- plus community service for the first offense and $300 mm-hmm. plus community service for subsequent fin- offenses. So there you go. I'm better keep those suckers cinched up. If you're in Collinsville, right. Illinois, yeah, nobody wants to take a peek at the cheek. I uh, wish that was a law in Georgia. No, um, it's on the ground. Okay. And, um, um, for Robert in Iowa, it's, Oh, well, I don't know. I guess I'll, yeah. Did you do one in Iowa? I don't think you did this one. I didn't do anything in Iowa. Oh, Donald you didn't do anything in Iowa. All I right. was allegedly, and okay. they never proved it. Well, I'm, I, it's a shame that Robert's not here because I could ask him if he's aware of this law. But 
it's illegal for a person to expose his or her genitals or pubes to another person in Iowa. Oh my! Oh to, my goodness! To, to do so is a misdemeanor. If he does so to arouse the sexual desires of himself, herself, or the viewer, and knows or should know the act is offensive to the viewer. You have to keep so up with all of those parts wait, of that one. Yeah, wait a second, because you know the, it's the language is that that. <laughs> Do I need to repeat you, that for you? Would you just expose your pubes? If Are you going, going to, to Iowa yourself? <laughs> um, why would you not? I mean, that just uh, yeah. Okay, well, the, in, the, anyway. there is an exception to that rule, Dennis. Oh, Lee. is there? Oh, the law. okay. Yeah, the exception is if the viewer is the person's spouse. So, oh, oh. thank you, oh. Iowa, for putting in that yeah. exception oh bob didn't get arrested because his wife enticed him to <laughs> expose himself out there in the sunday picnic um well i, I still think you gotta be you know you can't be in public but uh, <laughs> all right oh so let's go to maryland where it is illegal to use profanity at a playground in cumberland maryland <laughs> well, there's nothing that <laughs> Nothing that makes you want to cuss more than a, a bunch of unruly kids running around the playground. But apparently, uh, again, that was a problem <laughs> at that time. A lot of people were cussing the kids at the. Uh, again, that would probably work real well as a law here in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> but I tell you, yeah, you know, all all fun aside, more or less, you know, that time I had to go up to. Uh, <laughs> I went up to uh, Rhode Island. Uh, I, I think I told you, Dennis Lee, that uh, I've never heard. There was a whole family at a McDonald's. Grandmother, uh, you know, grandson, granddaughter, the whole family was sitting at the McDonald's and they were cussing back and forth. Everyone in the family. And I'm talking about there was teenagers sitting at the table. Grandmother was just as filthy as, as the rest of them. And uh, I asked somebody about that, you know. Obviously, you know, I wasn't from around there. And he says, oh, you know, it's that's pretty much the way they talk around here. He's so. like, uh, well, sir, those MFers, they do that all the time. I don't know what the problem is, sir. I just, you want I, fries or not? I'm like, it's not like I never heard these things, but not a whole family. So, <clears throat> all right, well, you know, nothing against Rhode Island. God, Lord, you know, no, 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 no. So. Um, in Missouri, it's illegal to hitch a ride on a moving vehicle. <laughs> in oh, you know, finally, a, finally, a law is done out of the out of the effort to keep someone safe. Um, look at that. Well, when I first read it, I thought, okay, so what idiot's going to try to to hitch a ride if if a car doesn't stop for him? But you know, I I realized that there are people that might attempt well, that. But apparently, you, well, I didn't. No, I didn't drive through Missouri. So if yeah. you uh, if you look into the law a little further, you see that it applies to people. Evidently, in Columbia, Missouri, a lot of people on bicycles or roller skates or skateboards try to grab onto people's bumpers or their tail lights or whatever oh, okay. to uh, hitch a ride and go down the street. So. <clears throat> Um, so they had to make it a law that they couldn't do that. Well, that's understandable. So, but you know, when you first read the first sentence, it's like, what idiot's going <laughs> to jump out and try to hitch a ride on a car that's not going to stop. I mean, really? All right, let's finish this up in New Mexico. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I like this one actually. And I wish that, uh, all 50 States would adopt it, but in New Mexico, it's illegal to vote in New Mexico. If you're an idiot, um, Oh, well, it says this on the books specifically, let's see, specifically the New Mexico state constitution provides every U S citizen who has resided in New Mexico for 12 months in the county for 90 days shall be qualified to vote at all elections for public officers with the exception of idiots, as well as insane persons and persons convicted of felon felonious or infamous crime. Now I like the part too, where you have to live there a while before you're eligible to vote as well. You know, like, unlike this idiotic state of Georgia where, you know, um, all you have to do is move here and prove that you're going to be living here and uh, they allow you to vote right away. So. So anybody convicted of a, of a heinous crime? Is that well, what you said? Uh, no, I said felonious. Uh, oh, okay. Or infamous crime. I don't know why it'd have to be an infamous crime, but, yeah, wow. but I, I like the part about idiots that they don't allow idiots to vote. Yeah, well, I would take, just, do they have to do an IQ test like just said? <laughs> That would eliminate about 50% of the people. I better not say that. Whoa. Just, just you fill in the blanks for yourself. Okay. All right. That's that concludes our trip around the U S some of the uh, wonderful laws that these States have on the books. Interesting. So I guess it's time (laughs) past time for our, this day, this, this day in history. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I'm glad you said something, Donald Wayne. Uh, Finally. This day is no different from any others. Something happened here. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to. It's about to. And let's see if this will let you know what happened. <laughs> you're, you're right, Justa. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room, you can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you could. So on March 31st, 1999, The Matrix is released in theaters. The writing and directing sibling team of Lana and Lily Warkowski released their second film, the mind-blowing science fiction blockbuster, The Matrix. That you are a slave, Leo. Um, like born and raised in Chicago, the Wachowski both dropped out of college and started house painting and construction businesses before they got into the film industry. They collaborated on two screenplays, the second of which was made into the action movie Assassins in 1995, starring Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas. A year later, the Warkowskis wrote and directed and an ex, an executive producer their film debut, Bound. Critics praised the relatively low-budget crime thriller, uh, thriller about lesbian lovers who steal from the mob, and it became a cult hit. Um, I don't know if I've actually seen that movie. I don't think I have either. But I'm going to check it out. Um the siblings' next project, however, brought them uh, a whole new to a whole new level. Filmed for seventy million dollars, 
The Matrix was a stylish, innovative, and visually spectacular take on a familiar premise that humans are unknowing inhabitants of a world controlled by machines. Central to films such as Alien and 2001 A Space Odyssey, The Matrix starts Keanu Reeves as a computer hacker who learns his human-like uh, computers have created a fake world. Arby's Reuben. And then they bought a damn Arby sandwich. (laughs) 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 I gotta love you gotta love commercials. (laughs) They got the they got the meats, y'all. Um Um, (laughs) I wasn't sure who that was in the movie. It was I mean, is that was that um anyways? Um so people, everybody's seen The Matrix, and if you haven't, for goodness sake, watch The Matrix. Um, you know, it's got Morpheus in there, and actually, <clears throat> Eric had uh, made that uh, suggestion to put that on on Tall Tales in the intro. Red so when I, one. Yeah, when I retooled it, we we did that. I, I, I enjoy that. Um, but um, so, so the Matrix is packed with slow-motion camera tricks and references from a myriad of sources, including comic books, the Bible, Lewis Carroll, Eastern philosophy, and film noir. The Matrix also stunned viewers with its Hong Kong-style fight scenes, choreographed by the martial arts master Young Wo Ping. And former uh, and performed with the help of invisible wires, allowing the characters to fly through the air. Uh, greeted with enthusiasm by computer gaming fanatics and mainstream audiences alike, the the Matrix, which was made for seventy million dollars, brought in four hundred and seventy million dollars worldwide. Mm. That's a pretty good return on their investment, and um, won four Academy Awards too. Best editing, best sound effects editing, best visual effects, and best sound. Um, The Wachowskis always envisioned The Matrix as a trilogy, and they shot back-to-back sequels, The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions in Australia. Released six months apart in 2003, they were generally agreed to be less successful than the original film, all in all, however, the franchise, including a best-selling video game, Enter the Matrix, earned the production company Warner Brothers more than $1 billion for one series. That's freaking awesome. Um, the, uh, the Wachowskis, meanwhile, became famously reclusive, refusing to promote the Matrix sequels or even give interviews. Uh, as a follow-up to their phenomenal success, the Wachowskis wrote and produced for Animatrix, a series of short films based on The Matrix, and wrote and produced the produ- provocative action thriller V for Vendetta in 2006. In 2008, the Wachowskis returned to directing as well as writing, producing with Speed Racer, a film adaptation of the Japanese anime series by the same name. And later films, they also did Cloud Atlas and uh, Jupiter Ascending in 2015. So that was this day in history, March and they didn't 31st, do too, 1999. They didn't do too well either, did they? 
about <coughs> Atlas and Jupiter ascending. No, Although Jupiter ascending wasn't, I, you know, it wasn't horrible, but yeah, just um, I thought Cloud Atlas would have been better, but it was just too hokey. Yeah, that had Tom Hanks in it, didn't it? It did, and it had really a lot of stars in it. It's one of the few Tom Hanks movies I just didn't really like. So. But, you know, for me, The Matrix, I guess because of the first one, it just blew my mind. There were so many new things that we had not seen before that just it was it's hard to top that for me. The surprises that they had in the first one of the things that he could do and, and the buildup yeah. is just, uh, you know. But yeah, the good, first one is good. always my favorite. The, the, you know, the, the other ones that came along really didn't do it for me. Of course, but, now I'm I'm uh, John Wick. <laughs> he's yeah, he's done such a good job with John Wick. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, Joe versus the volcano. That was a good one. BP. A lot of people forget about that. Oh one. yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, let's see. Oh well, let me uh, let me uh, get my boys get to our boys out here. And... Well, they probably left. Uh, we're we're way behind for them. <laughs> Yeah, um, they're over in the corner watching The Matrix. Get over here, boys. <laughs> Taking the blue pill. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Oh, sweet calendar girl. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Each and every day of the year. Well, January. Let's start the year off. Thank you, boys. Of course, you realize we're 14 minutes, 15 minutes into uh, April Fool's Day. So anything that we say from now on, you just have to wonder whether it's actually true or not, right? Oh, and you will wonder. We could, we could be pulling. We could be pulling a leg. Yeah, or a thigh, or yeah, or or a muscle. Uh, so. Obviously, today's uh, April Fool's Day. Uh, it says on their National Calendar Day's uh, website, a great day to drop that rubber doggy do on the floor where mom will find it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and try that. See, <laughs> Rubber doggy do. Rubber doggy uh, do. Or, or sounds put, like a name of a children's book or something. <laughs> or, or put some fake vomit on a co-worker's desk. Oh, uh, my goodness. But be careful about trying to convince friends and family or, uh, or some others of a serious tragedy that has befallen you because it just might come back and haunt you. Yeah, um, there's a little thing called karma you don't want to mess around with there. Um, as you and I have talked about a number of times, I mean, our family is known for pranks oh, wow. and gags and playing jokes on people but the earliest one i can remember is uh my dad talked me into putting uh fake vomit no rubber vomit on the floor in in my grandmother's kitchen and uh it was not a pretty scene when she saw that and then when she realized it wasn't real um i actually had to run outside the house uh, i believe it i wasn't sure that my dad was going to defend me <laughs> but yeah, we, we used to do all kinds of gags. They used to make these little buttons that you could put in light bulbs 
Did you ever see those? And it'll make oh, a light bulb go off and on. Oh, I love those. Yeah. yeah, really. You know, of course, I don't know if they work too well with the LED bulbs, but so anyway, so if you feel like you want to play a joke on somebody today, today's the official day to do it. Today is also National One Cent Day. Um, the United States first issued a one cent coin produced by private mint in 1787, and Benjamin Franklin designed it. On one side, it read, mind your business. <laughs> I'd like to have that on some coins. And the other side, it said, we are one. Uh, it was at that time made of 100% copper and was actually larger than today's penny. And it wasn't until 1792 that the United States Mint was first created. And at that time, on one side of the coin, uh, they redid the penny. It had a circle of 13 links of chain representing the 13 colonies at that time. On the reverse side was an image of a woman with flowing hair, otherwise known as Liberty. And then, of course, we had the famous 1859 Indian head scent that... Uh, it became real popular and of course a big collector's item. Um, I actually have never gotten to see one, even when I was coin collecting back in the, uh, well, way back then. And, uh, then it wasn't until the 1909 that it, it came out with the Lincoln head penny. And of course it's been redesigned several times. Um, and they actually had some steel ones during, I think it was world war two. Oh, wow. uh, they, they, yeah. And those are, fairly rare i do i think i have one but it's not worth much <laughs> but uh, yeah they had to make them for out of steel during the war because copper was such a uh so scarce anyway so that's the national one cent day national sourdough bread day um this day actually recognizes the world's oldest leavened bread and it, it's believed that sourdough Bread originated in uh, ancient Egyptian times around 1500 BC. Oh, wow. So that's some pretty old bread. And of course, it's National Burrito Day. Um, oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. The word burrito first appeared in the dictionary of, this is a real thing, Mexanisms. Mexan Mexanisms. I guess that's how you say it, in 1895. That's the first time uh, they had the word uh, burrito. And, um, well, of course, that means... Huh? Phall a very phallic symbol. <laughs> the burrito? Yes. Well, all right. Uh, <laughs> see, uh, you, know what, you know what the term bur uh, burrito means? Uh, burrito. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just skip that. Well, the term means little donkey in Spanish, by the way. Uh, according to this article, I have not uh, verified that. Uh, but do you know where the term came from, Dennis Lee? Why they no, decided no, to call it a burrito? This thing that rolled up like a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. Uh, where was I? For God's sakes, tell us, Don Boy. The, they say it's possible that the, they started calling them burritos because it stems from the appearance of the uh, packs and bedrolls, bedrules, 
bed rolls uh, that they used to put on donkeys, you know, when people would oh, pack them up. Yeah. <laughs> so those, those did look like burritos. Yeah, there. they did. So that's some, somebody that was high mm. on peyote said, Hey, that looks like a, a burrito to me. So, oh, my. and the burrito first came to the United States, California, of course, in the 1930s. Hmm. All right. And then the very last thing on the list, I know it breaks your heart, is National Takedown Tobacco National Day of Action. And that's just, it's uh, part of the what? kick. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. It sounded like some kind of revolution, doesn't it? It uh, does. As part of the Kick Butts campaign, oh, it's, okay. it's an initiative to uh, empower students to say no to tobacco. So yeah. uh, they made a national day out of it. Okay. So, uh, but it's, you know, Kick Butts campaign. All right, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, let me get the boys. Uh, put your butts down and get over here. <laughs> put that stogie away. Appreciate Thank it, you, boys. We Thank we you. certainly appreciate everything that you do for us. That's right. Tell your mom and then we said hi. The hours of practicing that you must do just to make sure you have this perfected. <clears throat> well, they are picking in a grinning. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, actually, lucky y'all, uh, based on our time here, I probably won't go into this, this story that I had because it was actually on uh, – voter fraud is a newsletter that came out and um, I think I'll save that for tomorrow. So if you've got something shorter than this thing that I have well, here. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you said that Donald Wayne, uh, <clears throat> because being that this is wacky Wednesday um, and I am all about space. Um, the daily mail, Stacy liberator wrote a story <laughs> about um Uranus is observed producing oh, x-rays for the first time, and I cannot believe that I found this story. It was just meant to be. Um, it goes to say that Uranus is called the weirdest planet in the solar system <laughs> due to its sideway rotation and not having a true surface. <laughs> but a new discovery adds even more mystery to the strange ice giant. <laughs> Astronomers detected x-rays coming from Uranus for the first time that is mostly reflections from the sun, but some of the signal is being emitted from the planet itself. The team suggests the rings around the planet are producing the x-rays similar to that of Saturn or could come from auroras as they do on Jupiter. Determining the sources of the x-rays from Uranus could help astronomers better understand how more exotic objects in space, such as growing black holes and neutron stars, emit x-rays. X-ray emissions in our solar systems are a common observation. The light has been detected from comets, Venus, Earth, Mars, Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, and several, several of Jupiter's moons. But only ice giants like Uranus and Neptune have never been seen with the X-ray wave band. 
Researchers pulled data from NASA's Chandra X-ray Observatory from 2002 and 2017, which highlighted a clear detection of X-rays from the first observation the team shared in a statement. Although baffling, scientists say there are only two answers to what could cause Uranus to admit X-rays. <laughs> the observations have been seen on both Jupiter and Saturn, which is caused by a scatter X-ray light from the sun that is bouncing off the planets. Um, however, not all the X-ray emissions observed in the data fit this hypothesis, as some appear to be coming from Uranus itself. Uranus is surrounded by charged particles such as electrons and protons in its nearby space environment, the team wrote in a press release. If these energetic particles collide with the rings, they could cause the rings to glow in X-rays. Another possibility is that at least some of the X-rays came from auroras on Uranus, a phenomenon that has previously been observed on this planet at other wavelengths. The color auroras are found on Earth, which occur when high-energy particles interact with the atmosphere. X-rays are emitted in our planet's auroras that is produced by energetic electrons after they travel down the planet's magnetic field lines to its poles and are slowed down by the atmosphere. Jupiter also has auroras that produce X-rays that are emitted when electrons travel down magnetic field lines and combined with charged atoms and molecules raining down at the planet's polar regions. <laughs> However, scientists are less certain about what causes auroras on Uranus, but are hopeful the answers lie in Chandra's observations. Uranus <laughs> is a, an especially interesting target for x-ray <laughs> observations because of the unusual orientations of its spin axis and its magnetic field, researchers explain. While the rotation and magnetic field axes of other planets of the solar system are almost perpendicular to the plane of their orbit, the rotation axis of Uranus is nearly parallel to its path around the sun. Furthermore, while Uranus is tilted on its side... Its magnetic field is tilted by a different amount. An offset from the planet's center. This may cause its auroras to be unusually complex and variable. And that is an article from the Daily Mail. Thank you, Stacy Liberator. You've made my day. Oh my god. All right. So oh boy. did you get that out of your system? Oh, yes. Uh, it, it, this will be posted on our Facebook page. So if anybody would like to read about it, you know, <laughs> Uranus, just, it's, it's I there. mean, I've, I've heard more about that than especially the tilting and the magnetic pull and being on its side. Those are. I could. I just won the, okay. the, the, the uh, lottery on that one. That's Since you the, just have to talk about that planet. Whew. I'm going to throw one on you here. Oh, here we go. I knew it was coming. All right. Do you know that there used to be another name for Uranus? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't phrase that properly. <laughs> uh, 
well now people have been known to talk but uh i don't know what is the other name donald i don't know i can do it Uh, (laughs) uranus was actually known as georgium sidious for for almost 70 years that's scandalous 1850 uh and then her majesty's nautical almanac office finally changed the name to uranus um Hmm. And Uranus is a reference to the Greek god of the sky, <laughs> well. who, according to Greek mythology, was the grandfather of Zeus, oh wow, Jupiter, and the father of Cronus, Saturn. So, hmm. I mean, at least you know. Well, we got some it, historical references. They here, they, so. they probably should have stayed with the Georgium Sidious, and people would have yeah. not been able to make fun of that planet. I mean, he didn't know how many people were going to abuse that name. So. Well, it had to be an English group that decided to change <laughs> it to Uranus. <laughs> it was probably Monty Python's relative. Uh, what do you think we changes to, mate? Uh, Uranus. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. God. All right. Well, do you have anything that can top that? No, I, I really, I, I'm mic dropping that. I don't, I can't follow with anything on that. I'm dead hmm. to water now. Well, all right. Like I said, this one's. Uh, I'll have to save that for tomorrow night. What's that? I think I've, I've been um, notified about my anus. Um, <laughs> Your magnetic charge is dropping. (laughs) Um, It's tilted on its side at the moment. Um. (laughs) I pity the poor, the the poor space crew that that has to be their destination someday. We've assembled some of the finest engineers and mathematicians in the world to go on the next mission to. Bum, bum, bum. Uranus. I don't know if you'd want to be in the history books to uh, to go to that one, but you know. Yeah, well, there's nothing to land on, so I guess they really technically wouldn't go to the planet. They might go by yeah. it. They could study the rings around Uranus. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. oh, boy. Eric, are you still there? I'm still here. <laughs> Uh, can you stop him from the plan? Well, and two more, you know, this day in history, honorable mentions, like oh. back in 1963, saw the <laughs> debut of two different daytime soap operas, General Hospital and The Doctors. And of course, we know General Hospital is still on the air and The Doctors ended after 19 years in back in 1982. And, and it was also on this day back in 2009 that CBS announced the cancellation of the long-running soap opera Guiding Light after 72 years. Yeah, and I it, it probably uh, you wouldn't expect it, but I do remember watching those uh, back in the day. Right. But uh, my, my favorite one was uh, Dark Shadows. Well, th- well, and that's going to be, you know, like a This Day in History tomorrow. Oh, okay. You know, for April 2nd. Yeah, but 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 it'll probably be after midnight when that that is mentioned. Well, yeah. Spoiler alert! Since since we actually tomorrow will be doing the ones for well, no, I guess this day in history, you'd you'd still do tomorrow, wouldn't you, Dennis Lee? 
but yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember those. Um, General Hospital and All My Children was one of my favorite back in the day. Right. There, it was it was more modern and up to date than some of the others, but. Mm. But of course, but but moving on to show plugs, um, you know, our good friend Chris is, you know, you know, doing his music show, The Forgotten Tunes, right now, and he's going to be on for about a, another hour. If anybody's interested in going over and you know and vis- visiting with him at, after Trice Talk wraps up, otherwise it's six a.m. in the morning and about you know a little under six hours. The Ralph William podcast is back on the air after a two-month hiatus, and um, we're definitely looking forward to having him back, which I'm confident this is no April Fool's Day joke. Um, then 10 a.m. Eastern time, you've got the Thursday edition of the Chit Chat with the Old Man, and and throughout the day, as always, you'll you'll probably be seeing names like Milk Dog 2020 and Caps and you know Lauren Lou and and Pink Squirrel and and a couple other friends popping up. Um, and then. And then at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you'll have the the Thursday edition of Cummings's Culture, and um, and then at 8 p.m. Eastern time, you should be seeing Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea comedy podcast, and then at 9:30 p.m. Eastern time, the Thursday edition of the Slightly Serious Show, and and then of course Chris doing his Thursday edition of of the Forgotten Tunes at 11:30 p.m. Eastern time, um, and then. And then with the weekend coming up, you've got Poetic doing the Holy Shift Friday afternoon around 4 p.m. Eastern Time, um, and Frankie D's Crib going live at, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and John DeVito at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time after the Friday edition of Chit Chat with the Old Man. And, and then you've also got in Friday night in prime time and late night, you've got Chris Unplugged with Two Peas in a Podcast and the Old Man's Friday Night Music Show. And then Saturday, of course, you have Lyrical Laxatives, the It's Doomsday podcast, Captain Jimmy's um, Pirate Radio podcast here on Podbean Should He Show Up, and the Turfy Show with John Mann and Mary. And and another mention for Thursday evening, Glenn and Brian's you know, Comedy Power Hour, which should be be very interesting as well. Um, and you know, and, and a special thank you to the to the friends here on Podbean who joined this live show that includes as always, Mike Tampa Bay, BP forty nine, Moxie, Jess Duck, hardworking woman, John DeVito, and Lou Rock, Rockinell, Adam the Music Man, Go UFFM, Homeboy eighty eight, and and a few other friends. Um, you know, we, we we appreciate you as always. And Dennis Lee is here to tell you how you can get in touch with Trice Talk and Tall Tales of the Rabbit Hole, and when where you can find previously published episodes and. Um, and, and the live cast up schedule. Thanks, Eric. Oh, I appreciate that, Eric. Um, yeah. Um, you know, if you'd like to uh, reach out to us, hug us, you know, um, hang out, just let's do that on Twitter and here too. But uh, you can do that on Twitter as well <laughs> at Tristalk WG Moon. Um, you can email us with any um, suggestions, complaints, um, odd stories of your own uh, to uh, tristalk 69 pts at gmail.com. Um, you can get us on Facebook where we 
post a lot of the articles that we use and all the shows are posted there. We encourage you to follow and like that page uh, to get updates as well. Um, and you can go to Tristalk at Spotify, and you can even go to Tristalk at Amazon Music as well. And we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone with mini pods um, in the rest of the time. And uh, Donald Wayne has been burning the mini pod circuit up. Um, been doing there's, good. There's just so much to talk about. There is. There's there so is. much. That they're screwing up so many things. It, it's. <laughs> It's an easy target right now. Golly, right. there's a lot going on this week. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if you if you feel the need to get explicit, uh, conspiratorial, um, you know, you've been abduct- abducted uh, by aliens or you want to be abducted by aliens, come <laughs> on over to Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole um, every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone before Tristalk. And we can, you know, just hash it out. And um, but no sickos and uh, all that kind of stuff, or we'll have to ban you for life. But um, we love you, we appreciate you, and we couldn't do it without you. So you're right. going to arrange for them to be abducted by aliens? Is that? I mean, that's kind of the way it sounded, Dennis Lee. Well, you know, I'm starting to get some you uh, have- credentials to where we can get that, you know, taken oh, care of. You have Although fr- there will be a fee involved. Uh, you have you friends know. in very yeah. high places. <clears throat> very high places uh, all the way up to uranus um so you know uh our reach um, is uh, has no bounds <laughs> oh and and a couple more more live cast thank yous i don't want to forget slightly serious and pink squirrel for joining this live cast as well and also we're gonna acknowledge cummings's culture's new website jeremycummings.com which you, you, you with the trice talk show along with the john devito show and the old man's podcast with dina joe and eric and the slightly serious show are mentioned as, as podcast cast shows worth checking out. Cool. I, Love yeah. you and God bless I, I, you. And, and ho- hopefully um, we continue to grow that audience. Well, we appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight. We hope that uh, we, we gave you something to chuckle about and something to think about. And um, the closing thought for tonight is oops. it always happens to me you know you wait too long and then, then the app closes on you um fear never wrote a symphony or, or a poem negotiated a peace treaty or cured a disease fear never pulled a family out of poverty or a country out of bigotry fear never saved a marriage or a business courage did that Faith did that. People who refuse to consult or cower to their timidities did that. And that's by Max Max Lucado, I believe it is. Yeah. Words to live on. All right, Dennis Lee, I'm going to try to wake up uh, uh, plain white tees here and see if they can play a little tune for us. And we'll uh, hopefully see everybody tomorrow night. Look forward to it. And turn out the lights. Stay safe, everybody. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Hey there,
like Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty, yes you do. Times Square can shine as bright as you, I swear it's true. Hey there, Delilah, don't you worry about the distance. I'm right there if you get lonely. Give this song another listen. Close your eyes. Listen to my voice, it's my disguise. I'm by your side. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, it's what you do to me. What you do to me? Hey there, Delilah. I know times are getting hard, but just believe me, girl. Someday I'll pay the bills with this guitar. We'll have it good. We'll have the life we knew we would. My word is good. Hey there, Delilah. I've got so much left to say. If every simple song I wrote to you would take your breath away, I'd write it all. Even more in love with me, you'd fall. We'd have it all. Oh, it's what you do to me.